everyone. Welcome back to Books and Beyond with Bound. I'm Tara. Hi, I'm Michelle. And we're so excited to be launching season two. Yeah, I mean, Tara, I can't believe we spoke to so many writers and that was just recording online. Like, trust me, if you had asked me this like six months ago, I would have been like, what? (laughs) I know, right from finding the technology to, you know, internet hitches um, to editing it, it was a completely different experience from season one. And in season two, uh, we take, you know, our ethos a little bit further So yeah, I mean, you know, what I really liked about our season two, Tara, is that, you know, we have covered genres which we didn't cover in season one as well, like comedy. Like I have always wanted to talk to Radhika Vaz. I can't believe we spoke to her, Tara. Yeah, definitely. And we also covered, um, you know, mental health, uh, more nonfiction. Um, And this time we covered romance and chiclet as well. So you guys have a lot to look forward to. We certainly enjoyed it. But we thought before releasing our first very special episode with um, our dream guest and all of our guests, our dream guests, thought that we would record this episode and let you guys have a little peek into the protagonist of this podcast, which is us and um, our friendship. So, you know, what will be different about this episode is that you will get to know me and Tara a little better. And, you know, I mean, not just as editors, not just as writers, but also as human beings, because, you know, we felt that, you know, many people out there know that we are good teammates, but nobody knows that we are really close friends as well. So that's what we're going to do on this episode. And if you really want to know, you know, how we gel well, how we brainstorm and basically how we are how we have reached here, you know, so far, I think, you know, you will really enjoy this episode. Yeah, I hope that you're interested in our friendship because we certainly are. And that's why the episode's called My Brilliant Friend. So let's get down to getting to know one another once again and deeper. So Michelle, as you know, uh, when we get on ed- editing clients and mentoring clients, um, sometimes what we do is we give them this specially made character motivation sheet. Uh, so that helps them flesh out their characters and get to know the characters in their heads better. So we thought that we'd use that sheet on each other today um, and help you get to know us a bit better. So Michelle, Give me your most difficult question. So, Tara, what are the most important relationships right now in your life? And please don't tell me uh, your, you know, relationship with your laptop and your gadgets. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that in the pandemic we have become, you know, way too dependent on these things. But uh, yeah, I mean, just kidding, you know. But yeah, apart apart from them, which are the most important relationships right now? Um, I mean, this is a very cliche answer, but I live with my family. And for the past five months, I've not seen anybody except my mother, father, brother and sister. So by default, they have become the most important relationships in my life and more than any other because they are the only people that I speak to. Um, And I have to say that uh, like all siblings, I do fight with my siblings but we have found a way to coexist with one another. So that's really all right. And your dog, Tara, Simba. Oh, uh, yes, I have a dog. He's very good looking. He is, uh, he, I, I would say he's one of the best looking dogs that I have ever seen. And sometimes he has a cute personality and sometimes not so much. 
because um, he bites people. <laughs> so, Michelle, uh, you know, not many people know this. In our episodes, you talk about, you know, um, how you always wanted to be a writer, but not many people actually know how you got into into writing in the first place. Yeah, exactly, Tara. I think, you know, if I just like go back into my childhood, you know, I mean, I didn't have books around me, you know, at home. I mean, you know, people still wonder in my family, like, where has this girl come from? <laughs> like, they are just sick of books being around everywhere, you know. So even like in my extended family, very few people read and write. Um, But then I think, you know, like I had a pretty, um, you know, um, quiet childhood in Bahrain and I had always been an introvert you know like uh, my brother was born when I was nine years old and until then you know being an only child I was you know quite lonely and what I found was that what I could uh, you know access in books for example the characters you know like they could be my friends and and the moment I found that magic in books I couldn't let go I mean I just fell in love with books immediately and I still remember like you know reading Harry Potter for example you know reading about uh, you know the friendship between Ron Hermione and Harry I always wanted to have that kind of friendship and I think books has been you know like my best friend I mean I know it's a cliche so why why writing you know because oftentimes you know uh you know I'm a reader uh but you actually then made that shift into writing yeah yeah so I mean Actually, honestly, Tara, I used to feel quite useless um, in my school. That's because I had always been an average student. Okay. And then I used to wonder, like, you know, what am I good at? And, you know, the moment I read books, Tara, I felt that the author has so much power, you know, that I like, I think I wanted to feel useful. I wanted to feel powerful. So when I read The Namesake by Jumpa Lahiri, something moved in me, you know, Tara, like I wanted to affect a reader exactly the way I felt when I read that book. So I just, I think if I think about it, I wanted to feel useful. And I feel that the only time I feel useful, honestly, is when I have some words out on paper and when I'm able to create something of value. Wow. I mean, I never knew that, Michelle. And thanks so much for sharing that. And that's such a unique answer because, you know, we've also asked so many writers um, on this podcast why they you know fell into writing um, and all of those things and everybody has a different motivation you know um, and that's so interesting so Tara that brings me to my question where did editing all begin where did the you know seed for editing really um, sow in your mind uh, that's a very good question, Michelle, because I haven't actually pinpointed where that desire came from. But I think it came from knowing that I can't do anything else. Um, you know, I'm only good at reading and writing. And I remember being very confused about what to do with my career. So I and I didn't know that, you know, something like publishing exists. So when I found out and I went for my first internship and they gave me a manuscript to edit, um, I just tried my hand in it and I didn't know, you know, what my boss would say. You know, it turns out that I had a knack for it because I loved it so much that I can get into the words. And for me, the relationship between an editor and writer is really special because I love collaborating with someone and helping them 
you know, put their voice forward into the world. And it's something that I never take for granted. I mean, I used to, so I, I didn't work in, um, you know, editing and publishing for a while in the middle, in my mid-20s. And um, at that point, I was so starved, you know, that I used to have dreams. I, I literally had dreams multiple times, you know, many, many times of editing manuscripts. And I would dream that of, Yes, I would dream that a fresh manuscript, you know, has shown up in my email inbox from a writer I really love and I have to edit it. And that's how much I wanted and wanted and wanted to get back into this world because I started off in publishing and then I took a long circle away from it and circle and found a way to come right back because I realized that I just don't want to and I'm not better at anything than this. Okay, so Michelle, you asked me about my relationship. So I want to ask you about your relationships. But I want to ask you, do your family members show up in your writing? Because I know that a lot of writers write from their personal experiences. And and if they do, what do, what do they have to say about the way that you portray them? Oh, that's tricky. Tara, are you trying to get me into trouble? <laughs> no no just kidding Tara so yeah I mean um, thank you for that question because I am you know I don't know if many people know this because I'm a really I'm a private person but I'm a family person you know like I have always wanted to be with family you know like even when I was away in Bangalore you know I was just sick of being alone uh, you know for those years that I wanted to come back like I really get homesick you know if I'm away from my parents for long so yeah I mean I'm happy that Finally, all of us are together here um, in Bombay. It feels really good. And I would say they are the biggest support system to my writing. You know, had it not been for them, Tara, I would have, you know, probably never written because, you know, they have always given me my space at home, you know, if be it, you know, taking care of the house chores or, you know, even being supportive. Like, you know, every time I have something rejected or published, I always go and tell my mother and, you know, she's always there to hear me out and about them appearing in my um, fiction. You know, I feel, Tara, see, with every idea or with every um, theme, I would say there is an amalgamation of people I know, you know. So there's no direct influence. Like you can see, you can you can never say that, oh, this is, you know, based on my mom or this is based on my dad. But I would say the characteristics of people that I know really well, you know, that I'm very close to. Yes, definitely. They do show up um, in my characters. So Tara, don't be surprised if you find yourself somewhere in my fiction. How do you portray them? You know, can you give an example? Okay, so yeah. So for example, um, what I mean is, you know, if I'm writing about a character who is a motherly figure, Right. So definitely I would add elements of my mother in her, but then I cannot say it is entirely inspired by my mother. That's what I mean. Like there are definitely certain elements which appear um, in my characters, which are based on real life characters, but not completely. That's an interesting answer, Michelle. And unlike your earlier answer, this is something that a lot of our writers have um, also, you know, said as well that the characters are an amalgamation. And it's so interesting to think about, you know, how much of, um, you know, real life is in writers' books. And, you know, it's scary to be friends with writers because, yeah, you never know. You may show up and you may not like the way you're portrayed. And about your family being supportive, um, yeah, they are such nice people, Michelle. Um, you know, I have uh, your mom and dad have both, you know, I've been on WhatsApp with them and you know, I was just telling my mom today 
really right in the before this episode that Michelle's mom is so sweet uh, because we were talking about you know all the aunties that we have in common Michelle you and I uh, and, uh, yeah I, I was saying that you know even Michelle's mom is so sweet and on my birthday you know she was one of the first she was one of the first people to wish me at 12 and she made a card especially for me so I mean she, you're very lucky Michelle <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Tara. Yeah, I mean, she's like that, you know, she remembers people's birthdays, she makes customized cards, you know, and I mean, that's what I really, really like um, that quality about her. So yeah, who knows, maybe one of my characters in my stories will be doing that. (laughs) So Tara, now that we have been working from home for almost six months, and you know, we are right into the pandemic. Can you tell me, have you cultivated any new habits, you know, now that you are into this new routine? And have you been able to get rid of any old habits that you didn't like? So Michelle, I know that I'm supposed to have a fancy answer for uh, for this, but I don't actually because one of my goals for this year was to actually get out more because I'm an introvert as well, right? So my goal was to meet more people, to, you know, do a dance class and all of those things. And obviously, oh, really? the pandemic. Which, yes, which class? I- I was thinking of like doing, I, I don't know, hip hop or something like that. Oh, I really nice. Like Same here, yeah, Tara. Can we do it together? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. After the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but so, and, and I'm an introvert, right? So when the pandemic started and everybody's like, oh, like things have changed for me. I, I was like, this is what I do. I mean, I sit at home and I read and I write and I like, you know, <laughs> in terms of that. But what has happened now is that because all of those sort of other goals went away I sort of went into this waiting period um, that's like waiting for the pandemic to be over and I put myself a lot into work um, and not focusing on you know my personal goals as much which now you know months in I realize is a mistake so what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to set myself other personal goals Uh, But what happened was that I was so much into work and then finding out new TV shows and new movies that are coming out on every streaming platform became my hobby. (laughs) So what I did was... I I so I know everything that's coming out this whole year and when it's coming out. For example, in November, season four of Crown is coming out. I don't know if you like that show. <laughs> no, 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 no. I haven't watched it yet, Tara. It's very good. Please recommend some now as well for our listeners. This is one that I recommended to you. It's called Unorthodox. The one that uh, the one about it's about a girl leaving um the a very orthodox Jewish community in Brooklyn, um and forging her own life, and it was absolutely brilliant yeah and Tara I've wanted to read the book by the way did you manage to read the book I didn't even know there was a book based on the show yeah yeah neither did I (laughs) only after watching I googled it and I found out yeah yeah but that's I mean I think like I know this is the wrong answer but that's literally what I've been doing uh (laughs) what about you have you I know that you write a lot and I really commend you for like you know because I know how hard we work at Bound and uh you know the work hours are long we're doing a lot of things um and you still manage to write so how do you uh, how do you do that and when do you write and also where do you write so I'm honestly still trying to figure a way, you know, trying to balance, um, you know, work, trying to balance writing. So what I do now is if I get an idea and honestly, <laughs> ideas have been very scarce recently, um, you know, so when I get an idea, what I do is I immediately write it on a Word document. 
okay and i try my best to at least um elaborate on that in the very same week you know i mean it's not constant so if i know that i have stumbled upon a very interesting idea i try to execute it as soon as possible because i know myself if i get caught up in the routine if i postpone it it's gone you know it's never the same again so i think that's how it's been so uh, let me tell you about something that happened recently you know the bengaluru review magazine had just announced that they have a contest so what i did was in june uh, in the beginning of june i set a deadline for myself uh, you know june 31st was their deadline so i said june 30th as my deadline and every day i think every day at night maybe i think after 11 pm i sat to work on it and finally at the end of the month i managed to finish the short story and and i cannot tell you tara how exhausting it has been because i mean we all know right work from home has been really tough and you know adding the house chores and everything but that satisfaction of having written that is just it feels so good Well my god I think that all our listeners are going to get very inspired by your hard work I certainly am because um you know that's I just find it amazing how you manage to do work and your personal goals and I like what you said about executing it right away um have you heard of the 5 second rule oh no 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 it's really interesting so i read it somewhere so you know they it's again another thing where they say that if you think of something like for example you think oh i have to message this person back or i have to make a phone call they say that try and start that task in the next 5 seconds or you'll push it and push it and that's exactly what you're doing uh i find that very very useful as well Okay so about where i write so i you know work from my room and i even write in my room it's like this my very cozy space uh which you know um my family members only invade when they have to <laughs> otherwise i pretty much i'm in my cocoon and i and i really like actually spending time by myself and i would say in the pandemic it's become even more <laughs> because you know we are holed up in our rooms and you know we are so focused on our work um i think it has just uh, you know in a way i would say it's also a bliss you know for an introvert like me because i really like me time and i think sometimes me time becomes too much me time <laughs> What about you Tara do you do you really like spending time by yourself Um yeah I mean I like spending time by myself but like I also like want family around and things like that Yeah yeah definitely you know Tara one thing that we started as a family in the pandemic is watching old hindi movies together that was really really nice so there was this bollywood movie really old i don't really know what uh, you know which year um, it came out but then uh, it's a bollywood movie called mai sundar hoon and it was really nice like i like you know we started chatting about how much bollywood stories have changed like now there are no stories it's just you know glamour and music and hip hop all of I that i disagree with that i think there's some pretty good movies that are coming out uh, i'll give you some recommendations later but you know that <laughs> yeah. i was very interested when we were recording um the episode with ira mukuti um you know who's written a book about akbar i didn't know that you know you actually also read hindi books for fun and you said to your voice recording of you reading out you know one of akbar and birbal stories so that that was so interesting how did you get into you know reading um, hindi books 
so i have uh, you know always loved languages you know so i loved hindi and even marathi i know a little bit of marathi so in school hindi and english like obviously languages you know just like you they were my favorite um, subjects and i remember i used to you know mostly always score 100 on 100 in hindi and i really wanted to get that feeling back because you know i've not been in touch with reading hindi for a long time so i picked this akbar and virbal book up from a bookstore and you know just reading that took me back to my childhood and oh my god i can't ex- i can't express the experience tara is just amazing so what about you tara like have you ever wanted to learn a new language and maybe probably read in that language as well um yeah i mean i did learn fr- uh, french in school but the thing with me is i'm a very impatient person so unless i can do one thing and stick with it for years and years i don't pick it up so um i'm a bit of a commitment phobe when it comes to like doing new things because of that yeah so tara what is your biggest motivator and i would say what are your you know top 3 desires that's like i mean that's like a very difficult question to answer because i don't think anyone has like you can pinpoint a top 3 desires but i can tell you where i am right now and right now um you know um i always wa- want to sort of my biggest motivator is pushing myself out of my comfort zone um so that is um you know i am very driven by the prospect of learning and doing things that i thought i couldn't do and then achieving them so so tara if i can just butt in what pushes you out of your comfort zone things that i feel like aren't natural to me so for example you know in school in school and in even some parts of college i was very 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 shy i could not um talk in public i would even feel scared to to pick up the phone and call somebody Whoa, you know really yeah. so, and see the yeah. leap see the tara today right yeah. so for me like to get over that you know i like constantly had to push myself out of the comfort zone like constantly like force myself to go speak in public um you know uh, present myself in front of an audience all of those things so it's always uh, you know and that sort of uh, habit stayed with me and started i started applying it to other aspects of my life as well So Tara I mean this is interesting because people usually think that writers and readers are introverts and they have stage fright right so I mean I I think this might even help listeners um you know so how did you get over that stage fright I mean I know you said you constantly pushed yourself but can you tell us of that moment where you know those jitters went away like basically the stage fright went away is that a memorable one It's not a memorable one because it was a process. So, for example, like um, you know, um, every new thing that I hadn't done before was intimidating to me. So, for example, it started with picking up the phone, right, and calling people. Um, and then once you start doing that every day, it becomes second nature. And then the second thing was okay, you know, moderating a panel discussion or you know. moderating a group discussion the first time you're scared out of your wits right you do it 10 times and the the the, the 11th time it's a no brainer you know really really inspiring tara because i mean you know usually people think that uh, writers editors are you know they are just you know happy with their books they don't want to you know get out of that zone but i think that was really um you know eye opening that So I think yeah, for anybody, uh, you know, when they are trying something new, it definitely takes time, right? And it's all a matter of practice and habit. And then you know you become a pro at it. 
So speaking of comfort zones, what were some of the challenges that you faced and how did you get out of your own comfort zone? I can say that uh, there is something I really want to work on, Tara. And maybe, you know, since you're a nonfiction person, you can help me with that. Um, And because, I mean, we are talking about our friendship here. I think I can, uh, you know, mention to people that uh, Tara is a really supportive friend. And, you know, not just, I mean not just with Bound. In general, she has helped me grow a lot. Like in the past one year that I'm here in Bombay, you know, everything was really new when I moved here. And whenever I needed anything, I just pinned Tara and she was always there, you know, be it for a phone call, be it for a message. And I really appreciate that. I think uh, one of the things I value the most in life, Tara, is friendship. You know, as and I told you this before, right? Like I prefer, uh, you know, nature over talent. And, you know, a lot of people, they say that, you know, oh, writers are, you know, very talented and, you know, they're these creative people. But I feel, you know, all of that is secondary. If you are a good person and if you honestly come from a good space, I think that's what matters the most. So Tara, you know, getting back to your question, I really want to work on nonfiction because that is not my comfort zone because I really like to hide behind fiction. I like to hide behind fictional characters. Um, but when it comes to nonfiction, it seriously scares me. So I that is something that I want to work on maybe in this year and maybe you can help me out with that. Yeah, I would love to, Um, you know, coming to, you know, all this discussion about comfort zones and, you know, doing new things. What are your thoughts on, um, you know, failure and success? Like, what is success according to you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, So Tara, I would say the pandemic has, you know, not the pandemic, sorry, I mean, at least this year, because I've got many rejections for my writing, at least in the past two years, you know, be it a writing residency that I applied for, be it, you know, submission to journals, submission to submissions to agents or publishers, I have been rejected left, right and center. And that has got me really thinking about what success means to be a writer. And I think, you know, I think I have become more patient in a way. Like, I think that even if you don't have a book that is published out there right now, it's fine as long as you have your best work out there. I mean, I keep telling this to myself and I really tell this to other writers as well, because, you know, all of us have this feeling that unless we have a published book, we don't have enough validation. You know, people will not take us seriously. So that's something that I have been telling myself, especially in a field which is as um confusing as unpredictable as writing you cannot measure success or failure directly you know i feel for me what would be successful is if i have managed to write something i have never written before for me that is success so what about you tara like i mean you are an entrepreneur i want to know what does success and failure mean to you because honestly my mind doesn't work in that way so can you maybe like you know tell us a little bit about that obviously you know if you're an entrepreneur the um most obvious answer is that your startup is surviving and then thriving in terms of you know uh monetary compensation but for bound you know it really is a labor of love so yes there is that aspect that i would want you know to keep growing as a company but i think the uh, i get the most success when we do things like you know the podcast and people love it or when you know people really like our quality and appreciate the quality that we are putting out there that's what i that's what i count as success 
Oh, and and so Tara, so what, you know, I mean, you know, you have spoken about your journey on many platforms, but I would like to know, you know, what is the one major challenge that uh, you have come across and how have you dealt with? The actual starting of something, I think, is the hardest part. Um, And then obviously, you know, every day is challenging and all of that. But I think, you know, when I was actually starting out, bound for me that was very challenging because I had left my job um and you know um I didn't know you know whether my efforts would succeed I I and nobody really knew me at that time so um starting that and not knowing too many things and learning I think that was the biggest challenge for me. But luckily, I had a lot of support from my family and my friends. And they all helped me through the journey. So, um, you know, that's a bit about how I overcome those challenges. And it was very helpful to have a very good support system. And I'm very lucky, you know. Yeah, but that's also very courageous, Tara, you know. And uh, you have been called a boss lady on many platforms. And I really, really I like that which term. Platforms. I don't know which platform. <laughs> Okay, I'm not I'm not going to name them, obviously. But yes, no, I mean, I'm not making it up, right? I mean, yes, you have been called a boss lady. And I really like that term because yes, you definitely fall into, um, you know, that. So now we're going to have a rapid fire round, which is our signature rapid fire round that we do in all the episodes. And the difference here is, we have come up with questions for each other and the other person doesn't know about it. So it is going to be a surprise. Let's see how it goes. So Tara, this is your first question. Who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, my first celebrity crush was Enrique because I had gone for a concert when I was around 13. Uh, I had his poster up in my room. (laughs) Cassettes and everything. So so cute, Tara. Do you you still have the poster in your room? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just checking. What is, what is your first celebrity crush? Oh, hey, that's not fair. You're asking me the same question. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, so I think for me, I was heavily influenced by Bollywood. So I was in love with Saif Ali Khan. Like, oh. I thought he was the stud. Like, <laughs> of course, I don't think that anymore, Tara. <laughs> okay, so Michelle, my question for you. Um, Bombay, Bangalore or Bahrain? It's very tough to pick, but I would say Bombay because it looks like finally my life has come full circle. It's not in fragments and I am where I always wanted to be. Wonderful. So Tara, would you rather have a photographic memory or be immortal? Immortal! (laughs) Really? Yeah, of course. What am I going to do with a photographic memory? (laughs) That's so funny. A villain or antagonist you really identify with? Oh my God. Okay, you know, Tara, memory is really mysterious. You know, the moment you asked me that question, the first villain that came to mind was the stepmother from Cinderella. Because I used to watch a lot of, you know, these uh, Disney cartoons when I was younger. And it made me wonder if I was in her position, would I be evil like her? So I don't know if I can identify with her. But yes, she's quite a memorable villain, I would say. What, what about what about you, Tara? The first one that comes to my head is the evil witch from Little Mermaid. I don't know why. Okay, Tara, since we are talking about villains, your question is, could you plan the perfect murder? 
No, unfortunately, I really don't. I don't think so. Firstly, I'm not a very logical person. Secondly, uh, I'm not that great at organizing. So I know that sounds co- counterintuitive. Uh, and I cannot lie. So wow, that's that's interesting. And you, I mean, probably I could maybe write a book, but even that is is you know really um, difficult because you have to get into the head of a murderer. <laughs> so yeah. If you were stranded on an island with one object from Harry Potter, what would it be? Oh, should it be an object, Kara? Can I pick a person? <laughs> Go ahead, pick a person. Pick, okay, then I would pick um, Hermione because I have found her very inspiring. And I think just listening to her uh, talk about all those subjects and talk about, you know, all you know, like all the things that I don't know about, I think that will keep me going until we find rescue. Uh, yeah, I think I would pick the same. Yeah, I would love to be friends with Hermione. Yes. So, Tara, what is your biggest pet peeve? Okay. Suddenly, it's just not coming to me. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of gra- grammatical pet peeves. And also, one of my pet peeves is uh, when people ask me to do things for them for free. Because <laughs> I, I get a lot of those requests and I don't mind like if they're close to me, but not if like I don't know you. <laughs> Uh, because time time is precious yeah yeah exactly and I you know what I don't like about that Tara like I understand it's fine to do uh, things for free sometimes but why do people expect writers and editors do things for free they never ask that of other professions have you noticed I have noticed that so I really enjoyed uh, recording this episode, Tara. I was looking forward to this every day, honestly. And I hope that all of you have enjoyed it as well because, you know, we have never spoken about these things anywhere before and we had a lot of fun. I really, really hope that you also enjoy all the episodes which are coming up. Right, Tara? Right, yeah. I hope that you enjoy all the episodes and... um I also agree. I mean, I loved, I think Michelle and I can go on and on and on and on for hours. (laughs) Yeah. And also, thank you so much for your support. Honestly, without that, we would have, I mean, season two would not have been possible. Tune in next episode for our premiere episode with historian and author Ira Mukherjee, who has written Daughters of the Sun and most recently, a biography of Akbar. I love this episode because I'm a big history buff um, and we got to ask her things about feminism and history, uncovering women's voices, her writing process and much, much more. As always, you can find us on Adbound India on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Send us your recommendations, your feedback, any questions you may have. We would love to answer and tune in.